I got a tidbit. Oh yeah, what's your tidbit? So it's boozy season. So I've been uh, <laughs> I was watching a Nukes Top Five Haunted Places and Ghost Caught on Camera and all that stuff. Yeah, because I love that shit. And they had one of rando nodding. Anybody heard of that? Nope. Yeah, that's like with the uh, app where you could basically like go find like random shit. Yeah, it's so fake. But like there's an episode they did on it, just all this random night and all this creepy stuff because like people like find ghosts or like creepy like Pennywise shit. And it's all like, ugh. But and I remember this when I was in the news, these kids found a dismembered corpse in a suitcase on the shore of some lake or something like that. And I was like, oh shit, man, I didn't know that was random nodding. It's also one of the reasons I wanted to get that Pokemon Go because like a lot of people kept finding dead bodies doing the Pokemon Go. And I was like, I fucking hate Pokemon, but I'll go like look for some dead, dead bodies. But uh, <laughs> so I was watching it. I was like, man, I'm going to try that out, but I couldn't get to work on my phone. So I actually got it to work on her phone. And last week and this week... You found a dead body. I found a dead body. But uh, <laughs> actually, yes. So last week she did it. And like what you do, you... um. It sets, I guess, like a proximity away from your phone. So it's like three minutes away, 10 minutes away, something like that. You just drive to it and it makes you like choose what section you like to have like anomalies and, and like I forgot what else there was like matrix glitches. I don't know, but it has like different categories you come and then like as it processes, you're supposed to like think of your intention and like manifest it in your mind of like what you want and then it'll send you there. So you know, we were just goofing on it and like she was going to work. And so she just like sent me the coordinates that she did. And like, I was like trying to manifest like haunted house and like ghosts. And so I went there and it took me to a house, like in my neighborhood, it was like literally like two minutes away. And it's like, you're here. And I look and it's just a regular house, but they have a big ghost as their Halloween decor in the front yard. And it's like, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. <laughs> So then like yesterday, you know, she did the same things, you know, I got on her phone, I did the thing, I texted myself the coordinates and she went to work and then I got ready. And then I was like, that's like, you know, 10 minutes away. I'm just going to go see what I can find and come back. And it took me to like this neighborhood, but then it had like walking directions from this neighborhood to uh, go into, I guess these people's like backyard, but I was like, oh fuck, it's like this wooded area. So I like drove around on the access road on, on Stimmons and there's just like just this big pull into this like vacant, like overgrown lot. And I got in there, jumped the fence, <laughs> went looking around. And uh, it wasn't like a fence, it was like a gate. But I mean, okay, walk. Billy Badass. So I was walking around and there's like this, like, these, like, there's va- it's just this, like this overgrown lot with like some weird chunks of concrete and like some hills. And then there's like this big ditch with like a creek running through. And on the other side of that was like these abandoned cars and like sheds and stuff. So I, was, like, I guess that's like, you know, the people's backyards. So I was looking and then boom. I see, you know, some matted hair underneath this tree because you always got to look under the trees. What? And some little baby ribs sticking out. I'm like, oh, shit. Follow the baby ribs and there's a fucking skull. Stop. A human skull? No, it was a dead skunk. I knew it. I fucking And I was like, I'm going to get that fucking fucking skunk head. And so I got like (laughs) a stick and like jammed it through like the eye hole of the skull and like try to like pull it up. And then, like, turns out the top part facing sky was bone, but the bottom part was just full of maggots. Oh. And so I was like, okay. And so I got my car, drove home, got, like, a plastic bag, drove back, 
pulled this whole maggot carcass out of this underneath this tree, ripped off the head, put it in a bag, drove home, stuck that shit in my backyard, and I will have a skunk skull here in a little bit to add to my collection. You're on a list right now. 100%. Thank you, Rando Nuts. You're definitely on Hans Thumb kind of list right now. So that's wild. I'm going to save all the fish heads for you. Fish heads stink. Uh, you have a skunk skull, my friend. Yeah. I mean, you got to <laughs> wait for it to dry out and stuff. But I, I caught know. a catfish the other day. had a massive fucking head. It was Jesus pretty gnarly. Christ. Yeah, our animal lover friends are going to love this fucking segment. Vulture sure. culture is not against any kind of animal rights. Yeah, that's technically that. true. A lot of vegans practice vulture yeah. culture. Vulture culture. Hashtag vulture culture. Vulture culture. It bothers me. Uh, You're I a mean, fisher. You kill animals. You torture and angle up animals. No, I don't. Yeah, because fish love getting hooks. <laughs> Eric's like, face. I ain't caught one fish ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a hobby. I don't even use hooks. I just drop the line in. Honestly, that sounds relaxing. <laughs> 99% of the time, you ain't lying. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Cult of Horror. This is your weekly podcast about horror movies. My name's Hunter. This is Eric or Catfish. Howdy. And then we have Elliot or Dad over here. I, yeah, okay. That's him. Some kind of noise. It's always some kind of noise. Said howdy one time. <laughs> so, Elliot, that's a wild fucking week that you've had. I gotta try that shit. I don't know. I feel bothered. <laughs> I'm still, bo- yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm slightly bothered, but like not a, not any more bothered than I was about you know him bringing the kid to the graveyard all the time. You feel bothered? I feel judged. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the skunk head was the highlight of my week. Well. Full of maggots. Uh, okay. We're off to an exciting start. Debbie Downer. I'm not feeling existential in any kind of way. Right now. No, not at all. So let's let's spice things up a little bit. You know how I, I you know, we were dogging pretty hard on the Blair Witch Hunt to Killer, right? Were we dogging it though? Elliot we was. were dogging how much it costs. Oh. Yeah, we're we're yeah. Well, we're poor, so we pretty much Say that about anything. I got a feeling a rich person's about to chime in with their extravagant gifts. You would be right. So I got a surprise for y'all. Uh, and I'm going to turn my camera on to do this. And I'm going to see if I can record this bad boy. So, so now I have to on. go. Over no, you don't have to turn thing. your camera. Uh, yeah, I have to now. Yeah, I know. Where's the same thing every goddamn time? My son of Sam shirt. Hell yeah, brother. You bought that? I bought it. Damn. How's the quality on that? Honestly, pretty tight. Uh, classic. It has the entire album on it, like the track list, which is kind of weird, but kind of cool. I don't know. Just in but, case you don't remember our songs, here they are. They only had like one album, and I think it had like, what is it? Let, let me look at my shirt. How many tracks was it? Like eight? Yeah, I think it's eight tracks. <laughs> All right, so here we have the box. Blair Witch, Hunt a Killer, right? It's kind of cool. What? Kind of woodsy. Kind of woodsy. <laughs> Kind of woodsy. It's literally uh, pictures of trees. Very outdoorsy. Yeah, very outdoorsy. I I ordered this for y'all so we could because I got a I found a discount code. I got it for twenty five bucks, so it was pretty good. So he's pretty rich. You're pretty. You're yeah. doing pretty well. I dude. I'm. I, we're working a shitload of overtime. Nah, Ken, Kenzie bought that with her lawyer money. I know that. Yeah, she did. Inside this box, here's what we got. We got an envelope. All right. I get those at free at work. So that's all we got. So inside this envelope, 
Oh. I'm about to say there better be some free stuff in there. So Elliot had told me that there was going to be a teeth in here. Teeth necklace? No teeth necklace. No teeth necklace. No teeth necklace. I saw somebody get some teeth necklaces online. I think they might have a different box because there's. So this is a book. This book is property of Liam Kent. Who? Elliot, does that ring a bell to you? Liam Kent. No, no nothing that's going to be in this box is going to be in the first film. Oh, this is kind of cool. Burkittsville. History Museum, 1821. 24. 24. And here's the front. Burkittsville. It's cute. It is nice and cute. It's like a little map of Burkittsville. Oh, it's the 1824 Burkittsville. Kind of neat. All right, and then we got a transcript here. Burkittsville Sheriff's Office. Oh, cool. There's like a police incident report. From what year? 1999. Oh, uh-oh. Oh, oh, oh no, y'all. Oh, no, it's not, actually. I'm sorry. That's the case. That's the case code. But it it should have a date on the incident report. But what year? What year? This is on really nice paper. (laughs) So basically, (laughs) we're paying for the quality of paper? Come on. I mean, honestly, Uh, we kind of are because I don't see a teeth necklace. So. Oh, my gosh. You better be playing right now. I'm not playing. And then, like, we got this little doodad that says. Uh, You're going to have to interview Kenzie. Which is what's going on. Because I bet you she stole it. I bet you she's probably going to come and wearing it. It's like, did you buy me this? Because this is gorgeous. This is gorgeous. This is beautiful. I mean, yeah, like it's got this. What the fuck of, is it? Really, it's just like untold tales. Uh, a dossier of mysterious deaths and disappearances in the Black Hills Forest. Let's see. There's just quotes and stuff from local historians. Then we have a Let's letter. Be... It's a spoozy. Rosemary Kent. I'm, I, I definitely shouldn't read all of it, but no. I'm already bored. But okay. I mean, fair enough. Are there any pictures for Eric? You mean you? Um, I I already got the pictures in my mind. <laughs> so there is this little flyer for Burkittsville Town Bugle, and uh, Burkittsville loses a friend. Well, that's a newspaper clipping. Yes, that's what it is called. Thank that's you. That's why it's got a an advertisement on the back. Yeah, it for does. Silver Moon. Silver Moon Diner. I assume is the one diner in Burkittsville. But yeah, Burkittsville loses a friend, local killed in forest accident. Uh-huh. Okay. But yeah. Uh, and then there's also, I don't know if I showed you this, but a journal, a woodsy journal from uh. Liam Kent, which is actually filled out. And the last page just says dad. Well, that's a waste of a lot of paper. I guess people at home can use the rest of that journal for their own personal needs. Exactly. Doodles, inner thoughts. Yeah. Oh, and look, they he can draw. Look, isn't that neat? Can he, though? <laughs> so that is the Hunt a Killer first box, because there's six of them. That's Hunter's Hunt a Killer. <laughs> yeah. Blair Witch. Like, with all the time that I have. So that is going to go nowhere. But You uh, need so to have, you- like, a, a Hunter's Killer. Like, release, like, a Hunter's Killer's box, and it's like, who killed you? <laughs> <laughs> Just crime scene photos of you dead with your shirt pulled up. Honestly? That, that Honestly. would work. Hunter's Killer. Turns out I was suicide. <laughs> All right, well, cool. Remember how at the beginning, I think before we recorded, I was, like, telling you how wide awake I was? Yeah. That's gone. That's so gone. Eric's another victim of the Blair Witch. Oh, my God. Not again. I played it. Yeah, there's no time to play that. You should give Unless, that away to a un- more unfor- unfortunate 
No, we're going to play it together. It's going to be something for us to bond over. We can do it. We can totally do it on Zoom, but we're going to have to do it after October ends. So, well, yeah. The stupid Green Day song. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, we got that out of the way. What else we got? Everybody else having a pretty good week? Who? You. I don't. I don't even. (laughs) that's That's a big question. I've been having fucked up allergies, and every day I'm just like, paranoid that it's covid that is true but you it know is. what i say everybody right now you know yeah last That's... week i was like shit i got it as when as when as waiting those test results too my allergies kicked up i was like there it is there it is i don't need they save your test results because i'm i'm already dead <laughs> <laughs> yeah did you want to talk a little bit about that i'm having to get my fucking covid test yeah we got some temps at work fucking uh, stupids that end up getting ridiculous sick and they also really hated wearing their masks even though it's mandatory and so anti-mask sirs yeah and so they got <laughs> fucking sick of shit so then everybody just like knee jerked and then i was led to believe that it would have been a, a good idea to go get tested so i did that the, and nobody else did nobody else did immediately <laughs> the next day and then I had like a fucking $75 copay after they said it was going to be free. Then my HR is like, we got to go get that money back. And so I was calling, you know, the care now clinic and like, well, you know, they should send you a check. I'm like, okay, this sounds like it's going to go nowhere. And then I had to wait like a whole seven days for results. And then I was like, well, I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. Glad, you know, it was negative, but I'm glad I didn't have it. Cause fuck, dude, I was just like, yeah, the results were that we were living in a day of like same day results and shit, but I think you got the cheap one. I just one. saw Costco like going to start selling an at-home test. Really? I wouldn't trust yeah. that. Yeah, I don't know about all that. That's going to not be good. Yeah, like one of like one of my uh, bosses told me that you can go to like Walgreens and like you administer the test yourself. That's true. And I was like, yeah, but who's going to really like shove it back there far enough after you get like news reports of people poking their brain? People are just going to like lick it and be like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> Tell me if I got the big Rona. <laughs> I was like, sir, you're an idiot. Fuck. Dude, I've got so many health issues. If I get it, I'm going to high die. risk. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no doubt about it. I'm out of here. What a bummer. <laughs> what a bummer of a discussion. <laughs> yeah. What? We need to not talk about bummer stuff anymore. Yeah, that's true. We need to get you bastards. right on in it. We need to start talking about taking the heads off. Ever tell you the time that I, I took a head off a cow? Part, pardon me? You took a head off a cow? Yeah, I found we were in this like uh, one of my ex ex girlfriend's uh, family's land, and once again, you go underneath the tree, you're gonna find a shit ton of bones because either something's gonna go underneath a tree to have a shady place to die, or if something's eating something, it's gonna drag it under the tree to have a nice shady meal. So always look under the trees, kids. Anyway, so we found a whole bunch of these cow bones from uh, coyotes getting them and stuff like that. Is that how you say it? coyotes? And yep. then, so like, they're, you know, we didn't find any like heads or nothing because people saved the heads. But then they were like, we, we dragged this one up closer to the house. It's all rotted up. You can take the head off that one. So I went, there's this dead cow. It was all like emaciated and like leathery and like, it wasn't like meaty, but it was like still had like the skin on it. And so ripped the skin, pulled that head off. And then I had myself a cow head. Uh, Where'd that go? Uh, lost it in the, Lost it in the divorce. Yeah, lost it in the divorce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're fucking wild. Like, I wish I still had it. Because yeah. when I find something with skin on it, I like to keep the skin on there. So. Really? How do you preserve that? Put it yeah, in a jar? Cure that. No, I, I just let it sit in the sun until it's all jerkified. And then maybe like a couple of dunks and some bleach, kill the germs. And then you get some crusty skin stuck to your skull. And 
Is like that just a, like the uh, mermaid? No, well, that's made out of like plastic. paper mache. Yeah, <laughs> plastic wrap. But um, mm-hmm. I'm really glad that elevated the mood and you know really kind of brought up the energy and the uh, positivity. Thank you. I'm like so done with recording this today. Like, I need to talk to my mom for a little bit. <laughs> oh my god! You go over to your mom's house and like. <laughs> Did I ever tell you the time about your uncle? He ripped the head off an alligator. Ma. <laughs> you're gonna, uh, he's going to be that guy on a dirt bike from Friday the 13th. Oh, he's shit. driving around in circles. They hurt me, mama. <laughs> <laughs> there goes Eric riding his sad cycle again. Okay. Well, we should probably... I mean, I'm waiting for Eric to yell out some news. (laughs) That's true. Ask me if I got some news. Eric's like, what? I do that? Hey, y'all motherfuckers got any news? Yes, we do. We got, honestly, so much fucking news. So much news. It's like a spurt of news just came out, like, all at once. Yeah. Hokie dokie, uh, just announced <laughs> by uh, director of Fright Night, Tom Holland. There is going to be a Fright Night virtual reunion with the Tom cast. Holland's doing a lot of stuff. He's like doing the new uh, Uncharted. Uncharted. Once again, you, you're confused. No, he's Spider-Man, dude. This mm-hmm. is, you confused him with the wrong gentleman again. <laughs> it always happens. And I'm trying to talk about it's literally yeah. the same person. <laughs> um, the virtual cast reunion and a Q&A that's going to be happening on October 30th at 8 p.m. Eastern time. They haven't dropped exactly specifically who's going to be chiming in from the original cast, but they say it's going to, you know, most of them. And, the, you know, the it big sounded names. like everybody. Well, yeah. There's no official announcement, so if you get mad... As long because... as Amanda Bynes is in it, I'm good. <laughs> oh my God. That's who was in it, right? Amanda Bynes? No. Amanda Bynes was in Fright Night. Okay. She's the girl that turned into a redhead vampire. Anywho, we talked about this before, but uh, the Creepshow animated series has a release date of October 29th on Shudder, and that is probably going to be mediocre. Mediocre. At best. Come on, man. I like the creep show. Yeah, but do you like the cartoon of creep show? It's probably going to have some shit animation. Oh, that's that's true. Good point. All right. All right. right. Have you seen uh, what they've released? Like the the picture of it looks like pretty shitty. No, I haven't seen it. I'm shocked. (laughs) And other breaking news. Texas Chainsaw Massacre has a poster release. Again? Yeah, for the new one. And uh, the director... Who's the uh, director now? Oh, it's been the same director as uh, David Blue Garcia is the director. They just dropped a, a cast, and I don't know anybody that's in it, so I'm not going to go into that <laughs> any of those people are. Nobodies! But yeah. it's probably going to be a lot of attractive young folk. <laughs> not true. I wasn't invited. Legendary... <laughs> <laughs> You're old, man. Uh, legendary just put up a website for the movie and released the post art, which is very ambiguous and is very reminiscent of the 2013 teaser poster artwork that came out in 2003. 
And also Leatherface is in Call of Duty now with a chainsaw machine gun. Hell fucking yeah, baby. In promotion for this website and poster launch for some reason. Mm. Eric, we got to play now. It's a it's Fuck a yeah. machine gun chainsaw. So I'm in. Uh, in the new <laughs> Call of Duty, you said Cold War? Call of Duty, the, the black black ops special victims unit. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Tight. And oh, I need to get that one. I've been sleeping on it. What do you got, Hunter? Little old man. Let me keep going or you want to sure, jump? Fuck it. So unsolved mysteries, right? You know them. Never heard of it. Well, you, you you know it and you love it. So the new season just came out. I haven't watched it yet. But something interesting that they just announced was that there's going to be an official Unsolved Mysteries podcast launching next year with weekly episodes. Don't listen to that. There is no other podcast other than this one. That is also true. Forget everything you're about to hear. But but essentially, it's uh, set to premiere early 2021, so in the next few months. And each episode is going to present all new unsolved cases and take a deep dive into a specific story similar to the show. And it'll feature original music, a narrator this time, which I would hope, and interviews with individuals involved in the case, as well as haul outs for more information. Honestly, that is a kind of great idea for for it to be a podcast. I, Elliot, what do you think? I'm going to listen to that. I fucking love Unsolved Mysteries. I'm halfway through the new season. You like it better? Um, it's about the same as first. Still not I had good. to stop watching. I got to the ghost episode and I had to stop watching because I was like, oh, I want to pay attention to that. But I got all this podcast shit to do first. Yeah, <laughs> I've got all this work to do. <clears throat> it's disappointing do. for me. I haven't been enjoying it. Well, that's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, I I don't know. I like the I like the first one, the first season. So, I just don't feel like they gave me enough tension. There's like a lack of tension in them. Anybody who's not digging like the current unsolved mysteries, go back and watch season one of Unsolved Mysteries, and that shit is janky. <laughs> that shit is fucking janky. Yeah, but they at least presented it in like a tense kind of way. Not really. They presented it in where they had like the people that were there reenacting that shit. Like it was like the Boggy Creek shit. It was it was bad. It was way mm. better. Yeah. Go, go pretend someone was chasing you in that field. I think I think you're uh, you're blinded by uh, nostalgia. Someone's trying to uh, newfound glory. Your uh, unsolved mysteries and your. I think I'm just it. jaded now. I'm too jaded for it. No. I you. Wanna, you're not jaded. Come on. With those looks. <laughs> With those <laughs> those dashing young looks. I've seen that hairline. Boy, you got the world on a platter. Yeah, no shit. I'm fucking jealous. What the fuck is wrong with you and your hairline, dude? It's fucking beautiful. That's all I got. That's all I got. It's fucking... <laughs> all I got is my nice house and my loving wife and my dogs that I care for and my great hairline, my massive, massive package, <laughs> my people skills. My knowledge on horror and kung fu movies. <laughs> oh yeah, we're oh, gonna start recording that soon. Oh yeah, yeah. You got a name? Plug. What's the name? Plug, plug it up. We haven't really narrowed it down, but it was gonna. Be it's like gonna a... be Eric's Hong Kong No Fui. <laughs> All about kung fu <laughs> movies, nothing else. Hong Kong No Fui. We're cutting the Fui right out. I think it was right gonna out. be Get like out of the, here, the flying fist of fists. Oh my god! There, there's something there though. Flying fists of something is is, is not bad. Flying fists um, of fists is already a an adult 
entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> it always is. Every time. I, yeah. I think you might have subconsciously stole that from uh, the link that uh, I sent you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so in other news, in, you know, Nia DaCosta's Candyman, we, we talked about earlier how that was pushed back, obviously. And they were uncertain of when it was going to be released. Uh, no definitive date. Now they have a theatrical release set for summer of 2021. So a lot sooner than I had ever anticipated. So a little bit about that. After it was recently moved out of 2020 and undated entirely, we've learned today that Universal is planning on releasing Nia DaCosta's Candyman in theaters on August 27th of 2021. So that's at the fucking tail end of the summer. So that's still another full ass year, basically. I'm not going to that. I'm not going to the theater. Yeah. I don't I'm, think I'm ever going to the theater. I'm never going outside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But so basically that's their current plan. I mean, obviously things might change, but honestly, I mean, do y'all think that the fucking theater industry can last a full other year doing I this? mean, all we got to do is wait for the election to be over and then the disease will automatically disappear. That's what I say. Be all right. You know what? Fucking A, man. Fucking A. <laughs> they made it this long and everybody's all like back to business as normal. So yeah, there's people going to the movie theater. Yeah, no, no, there's absolute, there's fucking, par- hol- I've seen Halloween parties being thrown. Yeah. Several. And I like with people we know, and I'm like, dude, come the fuck on. Yeah. If if the people if the people that that we know are listening to this, like right now, that are throwing those Halloween parties, fucking shame on you. Yeah, I've seen like like straight up. I'm sorry, just shame. People playing shows, people going to parties, people like just going to movie theaters, going to haunted houses, going to all that shit. Yeah, I mean, and and like some of that stuff is like, okay, you know what? Like you can still be socially distanced. But like, I don't know, man, playing shows like right now, even if it's like a socially distant show, I'm just not for it. I don't feel it. I'm not, we're not there. Yeah, shit. I am still on a time limit when I go to the grocery store before how long I have a panic attack and throw up in the aisle. So like, I'm <laughs> not, right know. in your mask. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and then someone's going to be like, oh, he's got the COVID. But, you know, I'm just, I'm just Definitely curious. adding that sample to the uh, outro to the podcast now. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. All right. So we have that. The Candyman, you know, we'll, we'll fucking see. Then the last one I have for today, for now, and it's a big one. And I've been dogging on this since, like, I've heard about it. And I'm so excited to announce that Quibi is officially shutting down after being a thing for seven months. But why? <laughs> so what, let me tell you <laughs> what's Quibi. <laughs> wait, wait. Let, let everybody give Hunter a second to get on his high horse. Yes. Now, I want you all to bow because I was right for once. So to the surprise of no one, the bite-sized streaming platform known as Quibi is officially shutting down just seven months after arriving on the scene earlier this year. For horror fans, that means that Sam Raimi produced horror anthology 50 States of Fright is no more. Uh, the show squeezing out two seasons of content before its streaming home bit the bullet. This also means that the upcoming adaptation of Junji Ito's Tomi from Alexandre Aha 
is no longer happening, which is a fucking bummer because I started reading Junji Ito like last year and it's good shit. Elliot, you would really like it, even though you're not into manga. Or I like that. Take on me. Take me so anyway, Tomi, uh, there's been a bunch of Tomi movies, but I'd, I I was really excited to see like Tomi, you know, done in the modern, like just done well. Cause like, t- I just don't feel like Tomi's been done well ever. I wasn't really excited to see it on Quibi anyway. So now hopefully they'll get bought by like Netflix or something. Cause Quibi had a lot of good shows on there. It's just like, I mean, fuck who wants to watch like 10 minutes at a time. Maybe Shudder will pick up their horror stuff. I hope so. But yeah, so that's the last one I have. And that was like all shorts is what you're saying. That, that's the whole idea of Quibi. It's basically a, it, it was basically a streaming service where every day they would release 10 minutes of content. So you would watch like a scene of the, of the show or the episode or whatever every day. 10 minutes. Man, and that didn't last long? That's terrible. That's a terrible idea. I just be like, yeah. oh, I want to watch the show. I'll check in in four weeks. Yeah, when they have the full fucking... But, but then even then, like, it, it's like you're, you're cutting out. You know, the scene's over. Move on to the next episode. Wait for that one to load. Like, that's stupid. I, I just don't understand it. I don't understand how they thought that that would work. I don't understand. I don't understand, so therefore, I hate it. That's basically what I'm saying. That's basically but, America. That's basically America, but... Hey, man. Hey, fucking... Bad mouth America. That's my baby right there. I love her. <laughs> you love your own baby? <laughs> that's America right there. America's my daughter. She's wearing them tight pants again, driving me wild. That's America. My daughter, and also my, my lover, and also my sister. That's the... I mean... Figure that one out. Trump's about that, right? Isn't he, like, pawing up his daughter? Yeah. Hell yeah, that's America. He fucking done it. He done it. <laughs> he done done it. There's no proof he still does, but he he, he might have done done it, but you know what? Fucking hey, right? Nah, fucking goddamn it. I fucking hate it. Fucking, fucking goddamn it, hell yeah. I fucking hate it. I fucking hate it. That, my, that joke disgusted me. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, <laughs> I'm offended by my own joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's happened a couple times. <laughs> Elliot's making a joke. It's all funny till Elliot offends himself. <laughs> it's all fun games till. Fuck. Well, that's all the news that we have. So I guess we'll get into our main topic, our main review. So yeah, this time around, we are going to be reviewing the relatively new movie uh, that came out on October 9th. It's you know, spanking fresh new. It's spanking. Right now, it's only available on VOD, but I think it's going to be other places like to stream later in the year. I heard it was in theaters, select theaters as well. Is it really? I think. I'm sure it is. I looked it up and it was like VOD and then also theaters i'm sure it's in select theater somewhere so the wolf of snow hollow it is a thriller horror movie that came out and we're going to talk a lot about this one but i i want to say this is robert forster's last movie it is i already announced that on news a couple weeks ago oh i the one i didn't pay attention well what are you gonna do he's still got it though he's fucking fresh he's great in that movie he's crisp as a daisy in this goddamn movie for having you know I mean, probably died in the middle of it. He didn't die in the middle of it. I mean, well, they just wrote him out like that. No, his character dies. I, I mean, mean well, spoiler. Oh my god. Anyways, yeah, he died in the middle of filming. He didn't die in the middle of nothing. Not my Robert Forrester. He he's <laughs> such a goddamn professional that he was like, "Are we wrapped? 
Is that a wrap on me? Okay, cut right, the cake. Go I'm going to go die on my trailer. I've been dead for three weeks waiting for us to do the <laughs> About damn time this thing's finished. Yeah. Essentially, th- this movie... Uh, the Wolf of Snow Hollow. Wait, The Wolf of Snow Hollow? I watch Wolves in the Son Snow. of a bitch, don't you do that. <laughs> I watched the naked nature documentary. I watched the 2002 crime thriller, Wolves in the Snow. Pretty close to this movie. So you're, I, think you're, I, think you'll, I think you're fine. Okay, good. You can wing it <laughs> off of that. Yeah, you in. can wing it. <laughs> so, Ellie, do you want to read a synopsis? Sure does. <laughs> Terror grips the small mountain town as bodies are discovered after each full moon, losing sleep, raising a teenage daughter, and caring for his ailing father. Officer Marshall struggles to remind himself there is no such thing as werewolves. But is there? But Or is isn't there? there not there? And that is the entire movie. Or was he right all along? Werewolves or their wolves? <laughs> werewolves? Or swearwolves. Where it's it's werewolves, but it's W H E R E question mark. <laughs> Werewolf? Like where where, where? where are the wolves? Yeah, God. that uh, somebody write that down. I'm gonna make that movie. <laughs> where it's it's gonna be werewolves, but then it's gonna be like somebody shrugging on the cover. Oh, we gotta record it. I'm write it on anywhere. It's gonna be. <laughs> or gonna it be could be werewolves, like W A R E wolves, like and they're all in a warehouse. <laughs> That's Elliot's just job. Elliot, you could literally <laughs> make that movie. Yeah. Werewolves is like <laughs> fucking werewolves driving fucking forklifts and shit. <laughs> it's like, rrr, 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 and he's doing a hard hat with a clipboard, just yelling at another dude. Rrr, 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 rrr. Fucking werewolves on my ass again. Says if I'm late again, he's gonna fucking fire me. <laughs> Werewolf supervisor, motherfucker. <laughs> it's my third fucking ride up from that fucking werewolf, man. <laughs> It's going to be, and then it'll get political and have like werewolf prejudices. And then people are going to be like, I'm out. I don't need to see no fucking political fucking propaganda piece. God damn liberal Hollywood. Eric, that fucking picture you sent me fucking had me dying where where it was the dead Kennedys are posting some, you know, political thing. And and the guy's just like, stick to music. Keep the politics out of it. Raging Raging His Machine ran in the same thing. Like Tom Morello had like, it is vastly, vastly different when you're doing that with dead Kennedys. Yeah. Yeah, That's like, because Raging Against the Machine, you can, you can kind of like, you can kind of be like, hell yeah, brother to it, you know, dead Kennedys. Like if you're going after a punk band, then, like, like know, do they know. have any song that's not politically charged? No. I don't know. I literally do not think they do. The stealing people's mail and Halloween. <laughs> well, I mean, don't trust your right. com- mechanic. But <laughs> I even think then, that's, a, that's a protest to Cambodia. <laughs> this is hot in Cambodia. Anyway, so today we're going to review Snow Falling on Theaters. Really good movie. You know, a lot of information about the racial tensions after the war. And um, yeah, I was gonna. I was interested. Um, okay, let's. let's uh, oh, I love that book. The movie is pretty good too. But you guys should read the book. Let's get back on track. Talk about real important things. Mm-hmm. Fictional, fictional creatures. This movie starts out with. How does this movie fucking start? It's set in rural Utah. Well, it has these opening credits that look like the damn last Twilight movie, and then it goes into. It looked beautiful, dude, actually. It looked like Twilight. Hey, nothing wrong with that, baby. Uh, yeah, there is. I, I was upset. <laughs> I was like, oh, this, this was just like Twilight. <laughs> and it was. 
If all my if they just would have intercut like somebody blinking with like a red eye, that would have been the opening of Twilight. <laughs> so then past that, we start out with this young couple. I don't know if they just like moved into this cabin or like there for the weekend or what's up with that cabin. Young couple come in this cabin. He is going to propose. They're going to have this romantic night. They go out to this bar for dinner. Uh, he overhears a local at this bar use a uh, derogatory sl- uh, slur, which gets him riled up. And he has a confrontation with this rednecky local to create a sense of tension. Then they go back home, try to put it behind them, get in the hot tub, and some hijinks ensue off camera. He finds his girlfriend, future fiance, completely mangled, vagina missing, ripped to shreds. And the small town police with a small town force show up and are immediately confused and overwhelmed with the uh, <laughs> grisliness of the crime. What that the heck fucking- is happening? Now, that's a perfect setup for the movie. Yeah. Like fucking confused and ill-equipped. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the the town sheriff, played by Robert Forrester, God bless him. May the Lord bless his grave and the dirt that he's interred in. He's elderly and he's, you know, we found out later that he's kind of having heart issues. And so he's, you know, having to kind of be in charge of this, but also like stay on the sideline and let his son, you know, second in command kind of like take charge. And that's where we come into our main character. Yeah, which is uh, John Marshall. I like the scene where the like police are arguing with each other, and uh, one of them's just like, "Well, why don't we just leave this to the authorities or something like that?" And he's like, "We are the authorities." Authority. He, oh yeah, like, that's us. Yeah, yeah. that's us. We say like, someone's gonna take care of it. We're that. Bo- like what the only because I don't really like the the main the main guy that much. I'm not a big fan. I loved yeah, him. I'm not, I'm not a I'm not a big fan of it, but I will say like his fits. His like manic fits of like going off. That's just are, the were, anger building up, and he can't hold it back anymore. No, no, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, I love that. Like, I love, I love his fits. He's a great like, actor. Um, Jim Cummings. Jim Cummings. He's the writer and director and star of this movie. He wrote and directed it too. He wrote and directed it, and he acts as John Marshall. And he his acting is phenomenal. Like, just he has these. Like, I totally forgot this movie was like a dark comedy. I did not at all like I, I i actually oh you're talking about beforehand right yeah going into the movie yeah me too because i i started like, it like it's a serious horror movie and like dude. 20 minutes into it i'm like what the fuck am i watching no for real because like the trailer there were two trailers there was one of them that was more like a horror comedy and one of them that was like serious and but so yeah like i kind of figured this was one in the same i thought it was another werewolf movie that i was maybe thinking of and that's when i knew like i was like oh elliot might not like this one you know, but here's the thing. And I think we're all going to be on the same page with this movie. I really, I, I think, but this movie is a good movie. It is, but it is a horror comedy. Yeah, but it's, everybody should know that before going. Cause build. Oh, we didn't know that. We knew that. I didn't know that. I, I when know, I announced, I didn't know that I announced it on the news. It said it was a horror comedy about a world. No, you didn't say you said it's a werewolf movie. No, you can go back and listen to the episode. I Dark will comedy. not. I will, I will not. not. Anyways, I'm going to go ahead and say that this is probably one of my favorite movies that we've ever reviewed and is my top pick for 2020. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. <laughs> no. I, I, You're so full of shit. I'm not. I, <laughs> I, I 100% love this movie. I thought this movie was completely flawless. Yeah. I oh, love this movie Jesus as well. Christ. 
But I'm mad that this is like a movie that we're reviewing. I'm not. I agree. I agree with Eric. It's more. It's more horror than half the movies we do. I mean, Antebellum. In no way seriously? is that true. Yeah, not at all. It. I, no I believe it is. I just completely disagree. I just I, thought it was hilarious. It's literally like more like Shaun of the Dead than anything. Which yeah. is a horror movie. No, it's not. It is. It's a fucking zombie Wait, murdering first everybody. off, that movie had way more horror in it than this movie. That's also true. Anyways, but, I don't think you can complain with like the shit like Antebellum and stuff where like it's literally not even close to the same genre. This one I at mean, least has like the hint of a werewolf. This the is hint, more of like a... It alludes to a werewolf. <laughs> the illusion of a werewolf. <laughs> this movie is straight up like a, like a thriller is, is all it is. It's not even... Like this is closer to like a Silence of the Lambs comedy. This is like a, a Coen Brothers movie is what it is. Yeah. It, it, actually, it's it's honestly, like Fargo okay, or something, you know? I... You know what? That's it. That's that's what it is. And that's why, yeah. like, I mean, because it's a good, that, that's why it's a good movie. Like, yeah. It's okay. We can talk about this part later where we're just going to argue about it. But for right now, what do we like about this movie? I like the running gag with Ricky. That shit Ricky? fucking made, apparently you don't ever see them. Or maybe you do in the beginning, but there's somebody that's in his anger management group. And he, he apparently, for some oh reason, just God. fucking hates him. Yes, yes, Ricky. And then he's just like, fuck. <laughs> like at the very beginning when he's in his AA meeting yeah. and he's like, he's just like, you know, I, I had said some inappropriate things about Ricky's family, you know, and, Rick, and he points to Ricky in the fucking AA meeting. <laughs> <laughs> he does fuck. it a couple of times. Like he's just like, there's a point where he's, he goes to the meeting and they're like, sorry, man, you're, you're not invited. What do you mean I'm not invited? Are you kidding me, bro? It's me. I understand if I was Ricky. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to backtrack. Like in, in, the, in the film, basically, there is a series of murders that take place. And what we're shown is a quite substantial, decent, amazing looking werewolf killing some people. Honestly, yes. Dude, yeah, I mean, correct. That's, what I, that's what I was so scared of. There's so many werewolf movies where they just can't do it. And this one delivers perfect mix of cgi and like quote unquote practical effects when really it's a costume yeah it's fucking amazing so we have you know what we see is a werewolf and then we have the ailing sheriff and his son who's taking a leadership role in the pursuit of the killer trying to stop you know the subsequent murders that come later and a lot of people on the town are pissed at law enforcement for not being able to, you know, catch the killer. People on on the police force and the police department believe it's a werewolf. I mean, they're getting like lab results saying that, you know, it's animal attacks and like wolf bites, wolf hairs, stuff like that. And this dude who is trying to take care of his father, who is battling alcoholism, whose teenage daughter just came to live with him and now has taken the entire case of this, you know, serial murderer who he believes is very much a man has put it all on his shoulders and he's starting to kind of like break down and unravel under the stress. And so it's kind of like the movie is him battling his own demons, also trying to, you know, catch this, who he believes to be a man serial killer and, you know, deal with all these things that are happening around him. And yeah, he starts to like, he goes back to drinking. I mean, he's like, yeah, going back to the Ricky thing during AA, and a lot, a lot of what I like about this is the off-camera stuff. It's a very much a, a director's choice. A lot of scenes, are especially like the one of the that was the second crime scene with the snowboarder. I mean, it's 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 one long cut where the the camera's just kind of like bouncing around. Everybody's giving like a ton of dialogue. 
Or it's just these like slow zooms where it's, uh, you know, people that are talking and reacting to other people off camera, but it's still just zooming on this one character. And there's a lot of things, a lot of, and, and that leads to like the comedy as well with, with the Ricky situation of a lot of things happening off camera where we're just like focused in this zoom. So, I mean, that's, that, that's just great directing, I think, and writing. Fantastic directing and writing. Like, and this is one of those situations where like kind of what you were, you were saying like a couple episodes ago, but like writing and directing like Rob Zombie, you were saying Rob Zombie can't write. Uh, this guy can, this guy can absolutely like, but yeah, like I, I've never heard of this guy. Like, yeah. I wonder what other fucking fantastic movies he's done. Cause he, really this is, this is a great movie. I mean, the, from the ads that I saw, it was like a claim director, but I've never heard of him. I know he also did a movie called Thunder Road in 2018, where he also played a police officer kind of going through like this like public breakdown after like getting divorced and, and things like that. So, I mean, this character's not out of his norm apparently, but I've never he's seen familiar with it. He's, yeah. He's familiar with this type of character, but I've, I've never, you know, heard any kind of other films. I've never seen him in anything. I mean, like when I saw he was the lead, I was like, okay, this is like a low budget. I mean, it also had, uh, was it Ricky Lindholm from Garfunkel and Oates? You know, I recognize yeah. her and Robert Forster, and then like this dude's the lead. And I was like, this is a fucking low budget movie. Jim Cummins, I don't know who he is, but he's giving like rapid fire dialogue, big monologues, the directing choice between like long uncut shots. And he had a good, there was a good montage in there. And like just the way that he, he's a, a accomplished director. He can write, he can direct, he can fucking act. He, it's funny because he's deadpan the whole movie. If he's, you know, not like freaking out of drunk. He's giving just this like deadpan kind of straight man performance. Just everything's just like matter of fact, but it comes off fucking hilarious. Because yeah, everybody around him is like open to it's a werewolf or something supernatural. There's some kind of creature, a wild animal. And he's like, no, it's the guy. He's like violently opposed. He's like, no, yeah. it's a man. And I'll find him and I'll find him and I'll kill him. I mean, I'll bring him in. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and then, and he just keeps getting like validation, like in just random ways, like, like the American Vandal kid, like the, the guy whose uh, girlfriend gets just like obliterated. He was saying like, Hey, if you find him, if you find this motherfucker, don't arrest him. Just yeah. fucking kill him. Like, kill him. you know, stuff like that. And then like, he, you know, he gets these other hints, like from like the more he, down the spiral he goes throughout the film, there's like little nods, like the just little stuff that people say. It like reignites his like like conviction. Like he about gives up a few times in this movie, like where he's just like, you know what? I'm I'm either out of options or like maybe it is a werewolf or like something like that. Or, you know, you can tell he's like breaking and then something just reignites it and then it dives him deeper into this hole. That, okay, you know? so I had to go to the restroom at a certain point in this movie and I don't know exactly what happened. Did they get like a suspect or something right before his like breakdown? Yeah. Well, they, they got a uh, spo- spoiler. We're going to get into spoil, spoil territory, so might as well give a spoiler warning. But mm-hmm. but um, what we got as far as like suspects is like everybody, you know, we think it's a werewolf because we're seeing a werewolf. And the police department is like, these are animal attacks. These are animal bites, forensics saying these, these are gray wolf hairs. So everything's, and he's like, no, it's a fucking man. Werewolves don't exist. It's a fucking man. And like, he's losing his shit. He started drinking again and is barely, you know, hanging on. But again, the audience sees the side shots of this heroin junkie that lives in this cabin who ultimately is a murderer and becomes like a red herring. He overdoses and dies. And, And then as far as, 
officially the police department, you know, the case is closed. Everybody yeah. pretty much hates him and the police department because it's like, you couldn't find this guy. He's like a mile away from the first crime scene. You didn't interview him. Like we all know. And he's just fucking tweaker. Like that's what you should have gone after in the first place. Yeah. He had like a wolf tattoo. He's basically this big red herring. And we go into even more of a spoiler territory of the American Vandal dude. Yeah, whatever his name is. You know, he calls the cops saying, like, hey, you left something. You know, I found this, like, seam ripper and is calling Ricky Lindholm's character to tell her. And then, like, she's, like, her character is also amazing. She's, like, super cop pretty much. Like, she's doing everything by the book, but she also knows how to deal with people. Like, she's good with the victims. She also, like, you know. She's, like, the level-headed kind of. She reminds me of the Fargo TV show. Like, I think it was season one of Fargo. The main cop in, in that, uh, even in the movie, the same, yeah, character. even in the movie, yeah, 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 yeah actually, more more so in the movie, yeah, I guess yeah. you're right. She's just like this, like, really good captain, but she also like tells everybody, like, to like keep morale and like to keep it cool with like the other cops. She's like, okay, like, here's not the werewolf, wink, wink, you know, and kind of just they're all laughing and stuff. But then when she's talking to him, she's like, yeah, it's a guy, it's absolutely a guy, and she's kind of like playing both sides, but just like keep making just to keep things functional because she knows she has a job to do. And she gets alerted that, hey, I found the scene ripper. So she kind of puts two and two together in her mind. Meanwhile, like he's out returning like the evidence to all the victims, you know, <laughs> and they're all just like literally spitting on him and they hate him. <laughs> she like spits in his mouth, the old lady, the older <laughs> yeah. lady. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, like people have died and they all think like, oh my God. Like, he almost gets his ass kicked at a funeral in one scene. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. That was fucking incredible. And like, like that, that guy did a really good job. Yeah, the, I mean, all the acting is like top notch in this movie. And he basically, he's returning all this evidence and he goes to this one guy who's a taxidermist and like, they're like, he invites him in. He's like sitting down, having like coffee with him, just talking to him and something he said just kind of like rubbed him the wrong way. And that kind of goes to his validation. Like he is a good cop. Like he promised his dad before, you know, spoiler, his dad dies. And uh, from heart failure, promised his dad that he'd catch him. And he's, he's so upset that he didn't catch him. And it just happened to be this junkie and everybody fucking hates him. But, you know, he's validated in that, you know, he is a good cop. All his hunches are right. He was on the right trail. Like, he's a good cop. And basically ends up finding this taxidermy dude. He's like, wait a minute, stand up. Which, yeah, can you, dude, that was the fuck, okay, that was yeah. a crazy, that whole sequence was like, I love that actor. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the guy, the guy who, like, he, he just played it so creepy, but yet also so kind of normal. Yeah. Like, when, so passable. It really kept you guessing. The way his face turned as he, like, stood up taller and taller. Because, you know, we're shown a very, very tall werewolf. And, like, so they're, throughout this movie, when they're interviewing people and talking to people, they're like, how tall was he? Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we have a witness, you know, that came forward and, like, you know, I saw a tall guy. And, like, so they're just, like, height is, like, this continuing thing. And everybody's like, get off the fucking height. And meanwhile, he's like, yeah, but, like, the height's height's the important thing. This is a tall guy. You know, he's a good cop. He's putting it together. She's a good cop. She's putting it together. But nobody else gives a shit. They either, like don't care or don't want to deal with it or a civilian that just wants it solved. I mean, that, the ending part, we, you know, we find out that the taxidermist guy has made himself a werewolf suit, basically. He's this, like, six, eight tall dude or whatever the fuck he is. Yeah. And is, has been going around, like, killing people. Which, which, by the way, makes a lot of sense if you go back and, like, really think about it. Because if you listen to, like, a lot of the quick, like, rapid-fire evidence that they're going through, it's, like, the second kill... Where, by the way, all the kill scenes in this movie, fucking just, that's that's super horror. Super good horror. But in the second kill, whenever she fights back, you know, and, and basically the only thing that they left was fur, but it was a lot of fur. 
it's because it's a fucking suit and she's just ripping fur out like of this fucking suit. So, so that part makes a lot more sense. You know, I mean, if it was a regular wolf, like there wouldn't be that much fur and, uh, but just little stuff like that. Where did they get this idea from? I feel like I've seen this in a TV show. Like, I do feel like I've seen this in a TV show. Um, so yeah, it seems like an X-Files episode easily. Yeah. But like, I don't know. Yeah. Cause I remember something about a suit and having like, uh, them using a claw. So that it looked like bear paws or wolf paws, and it was actually a person in a suit. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't. Know. I want to say X Files, but yeah, I could. I don't know. Yeah, it, that's the same kind of feeling I was getting was that it was X Files, but this, I mean, in very it has like it's as far as like black comedy and like supernatural stuff that ends up just not being that, just something horrible. I mean, it has an X Files feel if any fans of the X Files. It just yeah. it's, it has that that vibe, but this is you know it's a lot funnier, a lot funnier and shot you know, way differently. But I mean, like I wasn't joking. Like this is my favorite movie that we've reviewed maybe ever. Definitely this year. It's in my top pick. Wow. Like I love, love, love this movie. Like I didn't think anything was wrong with it. I wasn't like when it, like I saw a werewolf that was big and like, like we have werewolf movies and I got to judge it by how good your werewolf's looking. I don't, you know, care so much about everything else. And if it's a janky looking werewolf and it does some stupid ass shit, then I'm going to be upset. Wes Craven's The Curse. And then, so I, I saw this world. It's good. Directed. It's funny. Everybody's acting their ass off. It's good. It keeps me involved. And then when it, it, it's it's turned out that it's not a werewolf, I was not mad. I was like, that's a cool. That's the twist that you want. You want to keep it grounded in reality? Go for it. I mean, you I, you gave me everything I wanted. You wrap it up and make it cool. And they did. I, I was very disappointed when I found out it wasn't a real werewolf. But mm-hmm. um, Me too. Yeah, I, was, I felt... Yeah, very disappointed. But uh, th- that's really the thing that like kind of made me like the movie. But I'm like, eh, I feel blue balled. Well, yeah, it would have been a lot better if it was an actual werewolf. Yeah, like because now it's just a true crime movie. Yeah, which is which is fine. Like, but it's just like not my cup of tea. You know, it's not my like yeah, it, number one like ball sucking like. Well, you know. it's 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 you get the Elliot syndrome where you like you expected a different movie than what you got. No, I mean, and, and well, but even with that, like, even it's, if I, it wasn't even expected, if I, it was wanted. I wanted yeah, a different movie. Yeah, it, it, that that's that's I guess more accurate. You know, like I wanted it. Like, and I feel like a lot of horror fans are gonna be. You know, if you if you're like if you're a big fan of like uh, police procedurals and like true crime movies and stuff like that, like you're you're gonna like this movie. You're gonna love this movie. But like, if you're looking for you know, an actual like werewolf horror movie, like a true, which you can't, you kind of get. Cause like those scenes are some of the best werewolf scenes I've ever seen. When he, yeah. When he slams into the, the car, dude, yeah. that <laughs> I was, that, that's what pisses me off because I was certain that it was a real werewolf. And he's like, jumping on cars and he was fully immersed in that character. No, dude, for sure. Like, so that was, that's what disappointed me. Like we are overdue for a real werewolf movie. And I would have liked to see like a transformation or like some kind of like, something else but when, when i read more into it it's almost kind of like like I, I i almost kind of like it because if you really read into it it's a different kind of werewolf yeah because because yeah. really like i mean he he gets into the suit he is the werewolf he is the transformation like well, he, he goes out and, and does that so it's it's almost like a real life based version of a werewolf if you really think about it which is kind of disturbing in its own right well, so i do kind of like that I mean, you have like when he's at the end when he's like suited up, but he doesn't have the head on. He like kind of like yeah, like, growls at him, and there's this obvious like this like transformation. But um, you also get foreshadowing, which I noticed when uh, Jim Cummings' character is researching like werewolves, and he's talking to uh, the female cop about a uh, you know in in France they thought it was werewolves because they just couldn't understand like a person 
like it was a serial killer that could just like fuck people up like that. And so they just like thought it was a werewolf. I mean, that was a huge kind of red flag of that. This dude isn't really a werewolf. And because it, it's this, it's basically the same thing that's happening now. He's like, he just hated women. You know, it's like, did, did, did girls have to deal with that all through the Middle Ages? And she kind of like looks at him like, really? Yeah, exactly. Really? And, then, and then he's just like, oh, there's a lot of stuff like that in this movie. This movie is a very, honestly, this movie is very weird because it plays both angles of like stuff that's going on right now, which is kind of weird because uh, this movie was filmed in 2019 early like March 2019 but but what kind of what I mean is like you know at the beginning of the movie where like the American Vandal guy is like you know the f word it's just like that word like just triggers me you know like and I I just want to you know because my brother was here like oh his gay brother wasn't there you know but he still stuck up for him like and you know stuck to his guns on it and you know had that conviction which is great to see in a movie like that was awesome and then throughout the movie you also have little stuff like that like little little jokes little nods the, the scene that Ellie just mentioned where you know, have women had to deal with that all throughout history it's like an aha moment of she looks at him and he's just like oh I'm a fucking idiot yeah, I mean that, that's what you know tips him off eventually at the end that this guy is you know the suspect they've been looking for is like his hatred of women and like you could, I don't know, I guess if you were paying attention, if you go back and watch it again, you could probably see like where, you know, obviously this is going to be a guy, but at the same time, they're blatantly giving you scenes of like werewolf violence, which is amazing. And then it also, it's a different kind of werewolf movie. Like you were saying, it's also like his alcoholism is kind of paralleled when he's like, I, you know, I drink and I turn into this monster, his alcoholism and his like downward spiral of this case is his like own personal werewolf. If anybody saw those parallels. Yeah, but backtracking a little bit to, to kind of how it plays both sides, you get like the progressive side of the, you can tell the director believes like, hey, you know, like you shouldn't be using the F word and like, you know, women do have struggles and things like that. But then all at the same time, you know, you have like the other side of it where the whole movie is basically stating like how difficult it is to be a cop. Oh, yeah. You want to go with that? You, you're still back in the blue. Go get your fucking tape. Go put it on your car. No, that's what I'm saying. Like the whole movie, the entire movie is like, "Hey, cops have it so hard. Oh, it, it's it's so much harder than you think." You know, so it well, so well, it plays both sides. Even in 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 that by itself, because he's working hard, he's overstressed because he's having to take basically this whole case on by himself. Because of the all the other cops, with the exception of Ricky Lindholm's character, they're all fucking lazy and incompetent. And yeah, like, they like want nothing to do with it. That's it. they're you know just what, that's like, what, oh, I didn't sign up for this shit. Let the feds. Uh, however, do with I. It. I can't help but love them in this movie. In real life, I would fucking hate them. But in in the, this movie, I just, they're so fucking fun. Doesn't he say something like, can't you call the FBI or something? Yeah, dude, for sure. And and like, I didn't expect that. Like, like because they were just sitting having like a conversation, like just a bunch of dudes hanging out. And then he's just like, dude, just let the fucking feds handle it. And everybody's just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> this is what he's like, this is what everybody's talking about. Like, everybody's talking about this. He's like, yeah. he's like we do for like traffic stops. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's just like, like, we're not equipped for this. Like, you know, we're in the 21st century. Like, everybody's going to forget about this in a week, which I kind of feel like is the mentality with some nowadays with, with some cops and stuff, you know? Like, you know, let the feds handle it. Like, you've got time. Like, it's not as big of a deal as it was, you know, back then. But it really is. <laughs> it really fucking is. I, I don't know. But you're right. I mean, you're, it does play both sides of it in that way. Man, I'm just I'm I'm trying I'm just remembering that scene where the body's out there in the middle of the snow and that one cop is is trying to be like yeah I mean it was a hunter without a license it's like what <laughs> the deputy sheriff guy's like okay I want you to no 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 should come over here come over here come no 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 come look at this look at this all right I want you to look at this and you tell me this is a hunter without a license look me dead in the eye and tell me it was a hunter without a license and he looks him just chewing chewing his gum and he's just like it's a hunter without a license 
<laughs> oh, and then like when he beats, he tries to beat the shit out of that guy who's like uh, like leaking information. Yeah, he says like, it real loud in oh the, front of the news, and he's like, "Walk with me." <laughs> yeah, let, let's let's take a walk. You know, because I thought they were gonna like he was just gonna yell at him, and he just fucking like tries to like. Oh my god! And then he, and then, and then he fucking he comes the next day, and a dude gave him like that fruit basket, or he's like, "Oh, it's real nice." Yeah, that was the best <laughs> part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, too bad I fired, you know, I already did put in the paperwork, so. He's like, yeah, I already put in the paperwork. Make sure you get everything out of the uh, building within 30 minutes. You don't work yeah. anymore. Everybody say bye. <laughs> <laughs> What's the other one where he's like, yeah, it sucks. He's going to have to tell his family he no longer has a job. Oh, the coroner. The coroner, yeah. He's like, oh, my God, dude, the coroner. And like, then he threw the beer bottle. Like, I'm like, oh, my God. He's like, uh, my daughter could have saw this. And he's like, your daughter's going to you know, hate you when you lose all your friends because you got to move to the next town because you don't work here anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking great. Jesus di- Christ. I, mean, I love this movie. The dialogue's great. The werewolf's great. The directing is great. I dug the story. Even loved the ending. So, I mean, I knew you guys were going to debate me on how much I love this movie, but... No, I, I honestly, I get why you love this movie. I really do. This is like a perfect movie for you. And I bet you're going to watch this like every so often. I'm going to buy it when it, the Blu-ray. You were absolutely up. going to buy it. And, and like, and I don't blame you because honestly, it's a great movie. I just, I am disappointed that we didn't really, this is a movie I would recommend, but not a movie that I would recommend to people for like, Hey, do you want a good werewolf movie? Because it's not. Yeah. Yeah. I it's, mean, it's like spiral, <laughs> you know, with me where you guys were like saying what it was. And it's like, I was, I wanted a different movie. And was kind of bummed that I didn't get it. So I understand where you guys are coming from, but no, I mean, and, and like, and that's the thing. Like, I mean, I will recommend this movie to people. Like, I will hundred percent recommend this movie to people. I just wouldn't recommend it to them if they're looking for something like a werewolf movie. I'm, oh, so I'm, I'm totally going to gonna rewatch it now. Basically, with you know, different set of eyes, I'll enjoy it more. Yeah. yeah, like this is going to go. I hope I don't think it will, but I hope it goes down as like one of those cult horror comedies that like people just come back to. But I don't think it will because it's so like un- unless it gets like a shutter release, which I hope. Yeah, it's got all the makings of a cult classic. Yeah, I mean, this is a great movie, and I'm excited to see if this director does anything horror related in the future, like like anything else horror related, because I, I kind of love the directing and the writing. Mm, I'm guessing he's going to stick to like dark comedy. Yeah. I mean, fair enough. Well, I mean, he's good at it. So, but, uh, I guess, is that all we have to say about this one? Well, is it I to mean, do or to tank? Oh, a hundred percent to do, but just it's a, a matter of, uh, yeah, I think we can all agree. It's a fucking try do, but I, I am still holding yeah. on hope for this that. Is, yeah. This movie. isn't a movie you watch for the horror aspect. For sure. For sure. I, I like it when Elliot gushes about it because I mean he's got really good points. I love this movie. Like I was, I always, I already knew I was going to get in trouble for monopolizing the, the whole conversation. But how'd you get in trouble? <laughs> like I, I love that. I yeah. love when you talk. Yeah, I, I enjoy this movie when the Blu-ray comes out. Like I was already like when, the, when as soon as I finished watching this, as I was googling like when the Blu-ray release date was. I want to own this. I honestly, I wouldn't mind owning it either. Um, you don't buy things. Hey, I started to. Fuck you. Hopefully, there's like <laughs> a featurette, like on like you know maybe some special effects of the werewolf and some commentary and stuff like that. I don't know if this is still happening, but Family Video it's it's gone. is going out. It's 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 officially done. Yeah, I think like on the wealth or some shit like that was a lot. Yeah, okay. Because I bought a I bought a few movies. I bought Rabid, the Soska Sisters. Rabid. Really, I was looking for that too. 
I got a baby, but I didn't get it on Blu-ray. It was DVD. So, you know, there, there weren't a lot of Blu-rays left, mm. but anyway. Uh, so yeah, if you have a family video near you, they're kind of downsizing like a lot. Like I think there's, there's still one in like Frisco or something. Like yeah. That. Not all of them are closing, but a good majority of them look like they are. But I, I don't know. Good. Uh, like Elliot, I'm glad I watched this movie, but I like, I mean, you would say that yourself last time. Like we haven't been doing a lot of horror lately. So this one is just like, you know, hey. Well, this is one of those things like, well, it was a fucking Bill is a Werewolf movie and you didn't know the twist because that's the twist. So, I mean, like, we, we you know, we went in thinking that this is a Werewolf movie. But that goes also to what I was saying. Of, like, we can't just, like, watch every movie and then judge it and then review it. We yes, we can. To, like, yes, we, we can. Want. No, we totally can. And we're going to. Okay, well then continue. stop asking me for movie recommendations. But I also think this was, you know. I'm going to start lot, asking you for more movie recommendations. A lot more you don't have any. You never have any. You two are fucking huge bitches. But uh, <laughs> I mean, this is I mean, this is way more horror than Antebellum was. It was way more horror than, I mean, quite a few of the last movies we've done. I didn't choose any of those, by the way. I mean, a serial killer God, that masquerades as a up. werewolf is, you know, <laughs> a lot more horror than... Some kind of fucking bullshit drama mystery. I take no personal responsibility. This is literally a, a thriller, though. So, like, you're you're basically like saying all these things, but it's just like it's you're saying it about this movie too. You're the same as us. I'm not yeah. the same as you because you are definitely right. I thought this Maybe was the, snow falling on cedars. We know what you thought, but <laughs> but um, you are right. We're definitely like besides this movie being amazing, like we are definitely due for a good werewolf straight up horror movie, which we know that it can be done now because this was, I I would not be disappointed if like they use the exact same, whatever they did in this movie, I guess a costume and CGI. I I want that. And what we have, we do have Ryan Gosling's the Wolfman's coming in the future. I'm not, I'm not uh, pretty sure that's going to suck. Yeah. And then we also have John Landis's son is remaking American werewolf in London. Uh, yeah. So that's our, that's our, that's going to be our really care about that. our big werewolf hope is that. But like I'm saying, like werewolf movies are almost Stop worse it. than vampire movies as far as like being good. No, werewolf movies are way worse. Yeah, werewolf. way worse. I can't name five <laughs> good werewolf movies. I can't I either. Can't, I can't name two. I mean, well, I can right. I can name a few. Well, Silver Bullet doesn't count. I I like Silver Bullet. But um, uh, but to me, but there's barely any werewolf in it. Like really, I just need a fucking horror movie that's going to give me anxiety and make me sleep with the TV on. Well, hold on now, Eric. So next week we're going to be reviewing the Cleansing Hour, right? Maybe that'll do it. Shut up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> also, we're Fair all enough. adults, and we shouldn't be scared of fucking move. Yeah. Fuck stupid. That. Yeah, we should. Yeah, we should. And that has uh, some decent movies is scary effects and kills a lot of people and is generally cool. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I, I think we've talked out on this movie. So to do it's a to do to do. Go watch it. And uh, yeah, tight. So this time around, Elliot had his choice for October for his movie for all of us to watch. Barely had a choice. So you chose Frankenstein's army which is a 2013 film that I had never fucking heard of. Yeah, that's why I chose it because neither one of you had seen it. It's not the best, but we're hey, gonna, you know what? We're going to do it. We're going to talk about it because honestly, it surprised me. Frankenstein's army. Frankenstein's <laughs> army. Let's see here. Here's a plot that was issued by production. <laughs> that's stupid. Um, 
Toward the end of World War II, Russian soldiers pushing into eastern Germany stumble across a secret Nazi lab, one that has unearthed and begun experimenting with the journal of Dr. Victor Frankenstein. Scientists have used the legendary Frankenstein's work to assemble an army of super soldiers stitched together from the body parts of fallen comrades. A desperate Hitler's last ghastly ploy to escape defeat. I don't know if that makes grammatical sense, but that's from the movie themselves. <laughs> wow. A, that uh, sounds about right. And away we go. You motherfuckers never watch Frankenstein's army? No, and I never would have <laughs> unless it was going to be for this podcast. Because like I looking at this movie, like nothing about it seems like it's something that I would want to watch personally. But whenever I... Elliot, how did you watch this movie? I bought this on DVD. I don't know where I was made. I saw a trailer somewhere. It's probably on another DVD. And I was like, that might be cool. And I'm pretty sure I ordered this movie. And I mean, I chose this movie because going off, you know, the dad's horror stash, you know, I was trying to do something that was like, you know, a physical copy on a dusty shelf other than your streaming download. So, I mean, like, you know, we we all discussed it and, and I'd have an idea and you're like, you know, for Eric's all like, saw it recently, Simpsons did it. And then <laughs> Simpsons did it. Yeah. And then so I came across this one and neither <laughs> one of you had seen. I think Eric said he started to watch it one time. Yeah, I remember back in the day, it was released on Netflix. And it had, like, a lot of people, like, commenting on it. Because it was, you know, way out. I want to say it was around the time that Iron Sky movie came on. And that had a lot of buzz around it. But I started watching it. And I got, like, maybe 15 minutes in. And for whatever reason, I didn't keep watching and just never went back to it. It just yeah. felt like it wasn't my cup of tea. Now, for the right. viewers at home, this is from that beautiful worded synopsis that we gave at the top. This is supposed to be a Russian found footage movie from the 1940s. And if yeah, that, if that sounds ridiculous. It's because it is. <laughs> there's there's no way you can shoot, like the amount of, like they would have to have like a tank full of film to be, you know, shooting this movie. Also, why does it look good? Yeah, and it looks so good. But, you know, we start out on this cameraman who is supposed to... We don't care about all that, okay? Supposed to be shooting <laughs> this, like, propaganda piece. Like communist propaganda piece. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, you like know Russian... Russian forces going across and you know, being good to, like, the locals and playing nice and defeating the Nazis and the might of Stalin's army. There's, so there's, like, shots of that. And there's also, like, you know, behind-the-scenes shots of, you know, them doing other things not so glorious. And basically, they come across a distress signal that leads them to this abandoned church. And they're supposed to be rescuing another Russian troop. But when they get there, they don't find anybody. No Germans, no Russians, not anything. Until they uh, find this one lone guy who's, like, feeding the animals who basically leads them down into the depths of this church underneath bunker. And they run into these monster robot corpse, super soldiers and hijinks ensue. You can take it from there, but it's all a found footage movie. So it's all from the perspective of this one camera that is shooting like reels of film. Cause it's the early 1940s. So once you kind of get past that and the fact that this movie is extremely low budget, I mean, it's kind of really, yeah. This movie is a low budget. 
So they did really well with those fucking monsters for low budget. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Like that's if this dude, they were done yeah. so yeah, this is a low budget well. movie, and uh, and I'm thinking most of it went into probably like locations, you know, wardrobe and these special effects. I forget the name of the special effects company, but they are. I think this Frankenstein's army was their first independent job that they took on themselves. They used to be like contracted out by other companies to do stuff, but this is solely like their studio. And a lot of money was put into that to look as good as possible, but as cheap as possible. And if you notice, the filmmaker, especially the director who did a lot of like drawings for the creatures, he took a, a page out of George Lucas's book and kind of made, if you, if you watch Star Wars, you, you can see like things are reused as far as like costuming and robots and stuff like that. So a lot of the, the special effects were made to be interchangeable so you can see the same parts of different robots, like the same heads and stuff like that on like these corpses and these like Frankenstein army robot super soldiers. You can see those being switched around throughout the movie to kind of like pad the numbers of all the different creatures and creations that are being made. Oh, I didn't even notice that. But I mean, that does make sense because everything is so quick, yeah. so fast, like you, you barely get a glimpse of everything, which adds to the charm of the movie. Yeah, the only thing that I had an issue with was following along what character was what. Because it was always panning everywhere and you never got like a straight yeah. shot of anyone and they're just, you know, yelling out names and I'm just like, okay, so which yeah. one is Sasha? Which this, one is, and I'm just like, okay. This movie could have done uh, a lot, uh, like just a few second like intro of each person that's going to be in the movie, like a quick like interview. Especially since it was a documentary, you would figure there at least be they'd be able to go, hey, you know, who are you, where you come from? Yeah. You know, kind of like how they did in uh, when they were shooting the documentary in... Every movie? Well, Full Metal Jacket, when are they're in Vietnam and there's the guy recording, it's like, oh, tell us about yourself. Like, you could have done that. True. But, but, but whatever. But I mean, like, really, though, and I think Elliot might agree with me on this, but the first part of the movie, up until they get to the lair or whatever, is dog shit, kind of? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> like... Like this movie is like a slow, like I felt the, the exact way I felt about this movie is that, that meme of Vince McMahon where he is just arms crossed, you know, there's communists like filming a documentary, found footage. Then when they get there, it's like, oh, okay, I'm listening. And then when they really dive into the deepness, I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Um, like I haven't seen this before. I mean, they kind of start setting it up. No, they do. Right away. So you know to expect something sinister is about to happen. I didn't um, expect it to actually be something that I was surprised by, though. It's very much a creature feature. And so, like, they're, they're kind of lax on real wartime situations and apparently exposition. There's definitely, like, a lot of emphasis on the creatures towards the end. So I, I kind of see, like, because the first half of the movie, being dog shit, basically goes to like that wasn't their focus like everything was just like hurry up hurry up and get to the you know the fucking monsters that's why we're yeah. all here right i mean and, and, and honestly like <laughs> that worked out for it really well like i i wish they started the movie a little bit earlier like, like when, when i say started the movie i'm like I, I wish they were inside of whatever the fucking castle is or wherever the fuck they are because I, I really don't remember them ever going in you know like i don't think they ever shot that or maybe I just missed it because it's... Well, they went to the church and that's when that, it's like that big antenna. So it's like where that dude's brains fell yeah. out. And that's where they met like the, the other Germans yeah. and stuff. And then they went down. But I mean, like, yeah, like it suffers a lot from just kind of being 
this found footage first person thing because I mean, but they're trying to shoot like a basically fitting a normal just narrative movie is like single camera just for the novelty of it when they could have very much benefited from but just having a normal all movie. that was stuff that you could look past which is shocking yeah but you but you yeah. really can you can yeah, which was a, what how do i say this but it's it's like it you know you have to commend the filmmakers for that you know normally that's something that would be a huge turnoff like I said before, I only watched like 15 minutes of it and was like, nah. I wanted to turn it off, but and then I'm glad Yeah, I didn't. but like, <laughs> yeah, once you get over this little hump, which wasn't that bad to begin with, it's kind of like a necessary boredom almost that you have to go through. And then it it picks up and it just like, you know, it's a fucking fun ride all the way to the end. And then when Dr. Satan from House of a Thousand <laughs> Corpses shows up, I was like, fuck yeah. Dude, and I, I agree with that though. Like, once it gets going, you're you're sucked in. I couldn't keep my eyes like off the screen for, for until the end of the movie because, like, e- even when, but like, it, it really concerned me in the middle of the movie where, like, whatever the fuck the main guy is, is because you hate the main guy. Like, you hate the the film, the yeah. Film guy, because you come to find out it's all a setup. He knew all along what the mission because they were sent out to do supposedly reconnaissance, right? And then he gets this fucking distress call. And everybody else is like, why are we getting a distress call? We're the only ones that are supposed to be out here. Like, that's why we have a camera crew, because we're the only ones out here and we're supposed to be doing this mission. There shouldn't be anybody this far, you know, behind enemy lines. Yeah. So, you know, you go entering into the suspicion and then you come to find out all that shit is fake because this guy had information from Stalin, apparently, to go in and find Dr. Frankenstein. Exactly. Something about this, like, just kind of like, I think the first monster that they encounter is like, I guess it's like a blind, like, monster thing with a fucking giant electric knife for a hand, like a massive one. And <laughs> and it was just I, awkward because it was like, it was totally an experiment. The way you look at this monster, you go, somebody was fucking around. Like, somebody was just trying to figure shit out. Yeah. Like, it doesn't look like a monster that you would create specifically with, like, it being a super soldier. With like a cause in mind. Yeah. Or a purpose. Yeah, like you didn't go and be like, I just fucking created Robocop and this motherfucker's gonna be unstoppable. <laughs> it was like the blind Robocop. Let's sew this thing together and then just throw this sharp thing onto it. This fucking electric fucking turkey knife onto it. <laughs> It, and that's what it was, dude. Like, I don't even know how they made that because it's like a giant tur- electric yeah, the, turkey knife. Yeah, it was that that uh, monster is credited as like the burnt matchstick man. <laughs> it's just like it androgynous, was. kind of. Yeah, it was androgynous as fuck. One, but yeah, it was supposed to be like this, like weird androgynous kind of like fucked up experiment. And it was just kind of like it. Pl- it was literally plugged in. <laughs> yeah, so. it was still plugged in because he was plugged into the wires hanging down. Oh, I didn't get yeah, that. There's a, a wire running on top of the head. Oh, yeah, because when they got the generator started, is that when the thing came to life? Shit, that's and, a good point. I mean, this is very you know very much a creature effect thing, and that's in like towards the end, like that's plot wise, we start finding these like creatures. You know, this this person like leads them down in this thing and then this trap, and they find more creatures. Basically, as they start getting picked off one by one. We find out that this man that they they found in the village earlier is a the grandson, I think, of yeah. the Victor Frankenstein, 
and has been making these experiments out of these corpses. And you start seeing more and more of them and they're down there, like you know, basically doing manual labor for him. And they start reintroducing characters that we saw die that are now being reanimated into like, you know, servants and other kinds of creatures and experiments. And there's a lot, like Hunter said, there's a lot going on at the end of this movie where your eyes are just kind of like searching the screen, just like just trying to like stay with it. And like, that's, that, I mean, that's all the best part of the movie. This Before this movie was shot, the filmmaker shot a couple of promos that in certain ways are better than this movie. They just kind of made like these short, I, I want to say like trailers, but they weren't really just like little teaser promos. And they were a little more realistic. They were shot in more accurate film where it's all kind of like silent. It's kind of got that like sped up kind of motion. And it's kind of like sepia tone. And there's a couple of promos. If you can find those, probably maybe on YouTube, I'm not sure. But there's like Nazis that, you know, there's a lot more Nazis like digging up the graves, digging up the corpses, like dismembering corpses. And it all looks fan-fucking-tastic. And then there's another promo where they're actually like using machinery to like sew corpses together and build these machines and like start them oh, up. That sucks. That wasn't in the movie. It sucks a lot. It was yeah. in the movie. It's very, and it's, it looks, it looks really realistic in these promos. Like Frankenstein could have showed him like a fucking roll of film, like that went over all that. And that would like made the movie like a lot, a lot better. Yeah. Like a, a significantly. If but, you can find um, those, whoever's interested in this movie or has seen it and is interested, like go looking for those somewhere online and see if you can find them. Those are amazing. Those yeah, are amazing for sure. I mean, it's, it's 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 this movie had a lot to like, like which is I you would never guess watching the first like fifteen. <laughs> this minutes. movie is like the epitome of just horror garbage, and it's fucking wonderful. But it's not though. Like it, it is and it isn't. Like it's all the like all the good parts are like amplified to like eleven. Then all the bad parts like that horror movies do bad at like exposition like everything else in the details is like way worse, you know? So it's, it's almost like all the negatives and the positives. Yeah. But it's like what you come to expect. But like when you watch the first 10 minutes of this movie, you're like, Oh my God, what can this movie possibly show me? That's good. That makes this worth it, <laughs> you know? And then when you get there, you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. I didn't like how it kind of seemed like the main character in the beginning, the captain or whatever, when they, they kind of interview him and they make it seem like he's going to be a big part of the movie. Well, he, in a way he is, you know, I mean, but, but I, yeah, I get what you're saying. And I mean, they're kind of playing on the part that he's Polish, you know, how did he end up in Russia in the red army? And like, I, I don't know. I kind of felt like something was going to happen there and it never developed. I like that though. Yeah. The, characters development and all that stuff definitely took a backseat which is honestly forgivable man like this movie i don't know if if there's another movie like this i would really like to know because like that's what you want to see in some of these horror movies if they have something different to present i want to see that world i want to see every room you know i want to explore and that's what they were doing that's what i really enjoy even though they were basically like going into the same rooms just redesigned for a different like they were, they were probably just have the same room and just rebuilding it each time. Well, they, uh, they actually you know? shot on location, so oh. they found like the, those locations. So I mean, that's so they found Frankenstein's lair. They found Frankenstein's yeah. lair. I mean, they. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, they. I think it was like uh, I don't know if it was like a mine or some kind of factory, but that's all. Like all, all the sets were found sets. That church with like the antenna where they found the burnt matchstick thing. Like th that's those are all just found sets that you know museums and stuff from that part of the country. So I mean. They, I, 
this movie looks so good kind of from just kind of luck and them just kind of like doing the legwork, finding these locations, like being smart about their practical effects, just focusing on and on that. I mean, you have some stupid shit like that lady with the teddy bear body. But that was cool though. <laughs> I was thought. It? I like okay. It was it was a contrast to like because I think that if I didn't see that and like a couple of other things, I think it would have gotten dry. Like the because I get it, you know, it's they're all basically made out of like weapons and then like airplane parts. Yeah, especially. But, I mean, my favorite part about this movie is like a lot of the creatures had like no real reason to exist. Yeah, it's fucking. They're no, just they so didn't. fucking random. Like this lunatic is just fucking going, "Hey, uh, that fucking tank just blew up. Go grab the tracks. Let's see if we can stitch it onto these bodies I just found." Well, and something else I noticed is they're not incredibly violent. Like they are, but they're still. Maybe it's they're not used to their bodies or something like that. But like these people survive way too often, and I I kind of feel like the monsters like. Sometimes they like like they don't have voices or anything, but like you could tell they're like, "Hey, you're not supposed to be here," you know. And they, you know, well, they're also armed soldiers, trained armed soldiers with these like very problematic half human, half machine, all dead things. Yeah, they don't know how to use their new bodies by, by in yeah. any way. So, so I mean, he does kind of like when he takes off in the end. He's like, "Yeah, they you know obey me, but uh, as soon as I'm gone, like they're gonna start freaking out." Yeah. And they're going to go berserk. Yeah, oh, and they also go to like, well, he's like, what if I implant this camera in your skull? That might be cool, right? He's basically yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, and honestly, like, I almost, I was like, come on, please do it. Please do it. Please. <laughs> like, that's, I mean, like, that's how this dude's been operating. Operating. He's like, his like operating tables are just like, he pulls the table over and like pulls some shit and he's like slapping it, literally slapping shit together. Like, that's how he's been operating. So these things are probably, you know, not the best, but he got them fucking working. And then when he starts to go like with his political kind of breakthrough. Oh my God. Yeah. Where he's just like, if I take half a brain of a Nazi and half a brain of a communist, then I'm going to make the perfect person. <laughs> and I'm just like, that's not even crazy. That's just stupid. Yeah. And then he does it and then they show him. And then he's like, yeah. brain. he's like, oh, that's too much. And he like pulls out a chunk. Yeah, of he's like measuring it. Like, like, oh, that's, yeah. that's not how brains work. <laughs> at all. And didn't he do that to like the other guy, like the main guy? Like yeah. the captain. Yeah. The Polish captain, dude. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And then, and then he just, somehow he's alive. He, well, yeah. And he's just insane. And, and then he kills our hated cameraman. Well, good. Fuck him. I, I actually, I back to the teddy bear. Somebody was fucking. Somebody was fucking in that scene. <laughs> I, I wanted to, to, for that to play into things, but somebody was fucking. Or, or somebody was watching porn or something like that because, like, there was an, a side room where you could hear, like, fucking, basically. And I wanted to know. Ooh, I missed that. Uh, I can't believe I missed that. It's in the room with the teddy bear. Well, like, after he sees a lady with a teddy bear head, or teddy bear with a lady head, who is somehow still living, which is just that, 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 that's the thing that bugs me. Not so much the teddy bear. What's bugging me is the teddy bear was moving. Like why the teddy bear doesn't have, if it's just stuffing the the body of the teddy bear shouldn't be moving. Hey, you know what? By that same logic, none of them should be moving. Like, how are you going to make like mechanics, you know, are your synapses going to be able to control like metal arms in like 1942? I don't care how advanced you are. It's Frankenstein, dude. He did it in fucking... No, he didn't. The, what, the 1400s or whatever the fuck? Frankenstein. I mean, that's, that's like real body parts, though. That's yeah. human flesh versus, like, metal. But, um, I mean, like, in the room with the teddy bear, 
basically like before he walks out and when he sees that cart with like bodies and stuff there's just like moaning like there's like a girl moaning and banging like you know so somebody was fucking but i just i'm I'm trying to think like i'm trying to think like what like what was going I need on to get to, i need to get to the bottom of this well like on dvd frankenstein had a fuck room oh on the dvd hold on hold on on no, the dvd what there is no deleted scenes of a fuck uh, room so i'm sorry God, that'll just you have to like you had my let, hopes up let that one go because i'm thinking like what where's lady's body you know well, where's her bottom half he's yeah. fucking it I mean, well, I think what I could gather from other stuff is that head on the teddy bear is supposed to be like his mother. What? Yeah, it was. It, it's been written. He was younger than him. Never said. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't. Whatever. Something that about this movie that that kind of makes it for me and, and kind of makes it easier to recommend to people. This movie is literally like Wolfenstein, like the game. Yeah. But like fucking cooler because it's got fucking zombie things. It's got actual stuff. Like, because Wolfenstein was always disappointing because it wasn't like evil enough. There's always the Nazis that look at each other. Guten Tag. Well, yeah, it's like I I wish Wolfenstein was like over the fucking top, like a Resident Evil or like a Silent Hill or something like that. You know, well, there's uh, when you fight Hitler, and this is like the old school piece yeah. version of Wolfenstein. Like Hitler's in like a, a fucking mech suit. That's. I don't I don't care about the robotics part of it. Like I want I want evil. I want like satanic ritual abuse. I want evil. You know, like with with the Nazis. Like that's what I want. Like if you can mix the robotic and that, that's cool, but like I you got to have equal parts. Like don't give me just robots. I don't give a shit. This is this kind of had like the more evil tinge to it, you know, because it's it's more gritty. This is literally just a madman and I liked that this is literally like a video game. This movie is the closest movie that I've ever seen to actually like experiencing a video game. It's almost like Silent Hill because like you're not supposed to survive like these things are so big they're so massive they're so powerful and you're literally surviving every room because you're just running away because they're too slow or whatever to to catch up to you if anybody is like really into horror games they got to see this movie because this is pretty fucking entertaining this is like a grindhouse version of like Overlord I was going to say this movie reminds me a lot of Overlord, but it is very different, you know, because Overlord still didn't dive as much into. Oh, my God. Around the time that Frankenstein's army came out, there was a shitload of Nazi zombie, Nazi werewolf, supernatural Nazi movies. There are so many of them that you have to to dive into a few of Dead Snow and stuff like that. Was Dead Snow any good? Fuck yeah. Dead Snow Part Two is—it's comedy though. Like, oh. kinda, it was even like more crazier, but those are like there's like Outpost, <laughs> Bunker of the Dead, in 3D. Were any of those movies better than this movie? No, I know, Dead Snow has its fan base, but I didn't care for those movies. Well, yeah, but it's like a, a comedy, like a you know, I want straight up like creepy. Like you ever seen Shockwaves? No. You should probably watch Shockwaves. That's like straight fucking creepy horror. Zombie, 1977 Nazis. Okay. Shockwaves. Peter no, Cushing for no reason. Peter Cushing for no reason. I got it. I got I believe it. believe that's who's in that. But basically, this movie is shockingly good. Like, honestly, this could be a really great cult classic if the exposition was a, even just a slightly better. Like, I would say I don't have hardly any complaints that are substantial with the last, like, 45 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Because, like... I even like that they changed up the like I was like I said earlier, I was concerned because halfway through the movie, like you got your cameraman who is literally like being abandoned and you're like, okay, what now? There's so much time left in this movie. What's going to happen? 
And, you know, he climbs out. By the way, love how they just like threw that kid down there, like that German kid. Like, <laughs> like, are you, like I'm shocked Ellie didn't say anything about that because like, was, you know, <laughs> like, like it just went down in the garbage chute and just exploded. Of, like just uh, whatever was happened. It like a him. Nazi youth. So they were just like, fuck them. Like, yeah, yeah the, the, the complete disregard for like anybody like in this. But I get I get it. It's war times. You know, it's it's World War Two. Like and they're communists. Like, you know, they're all about destroying the fascists. Like, I get it. You know, but like the, the complete blatant like disregard, like like that one piece of shit, you know, guys like just beating the shit out of everybody like he can. Yeah, like the, that dude that never wears a helmet. I forget his name. Yeah, the one without a helmet. And, it, you know, he always has to get reprimanded by the Polish guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a power like, struggle. Yeah, there's a power struggle going on there. And then like what, what was cool was like he was like one of the first people that you see and you're like, yeah, you got you got you got to suffer, you you know, piece of shit. But then, like everybody is basically, you're like, oh shit, like they're all fucked. Well, I, I was gonna mention, you see layers that little kid's legs were used as like that weird walking like supply pod. Oh, I didn't see that. Like, because the kid basically put him down there and held him by his ankles, and he got like ripped in half. And then like it was just like his waist down, his like legs, and he kind of just like left them. But then like later on in the movie, you see his legs are on. There's like this like pod that's walking around, like this little like cauldron thing. That has supplies in it, and that's that kid's legs. Yeah, and like you see, and you see, um, they come across a, a female German nurse. You see her later on, kind of looking like a Bride of Frankenstein, this like zombie nurse. You see, like all the people that die, you seem like kind of like brought back at the end of the movie. Oh, I didn't even catch things. that. Yeah. Damn. Well, so kind of back, like whenever the cameraman gets, you know, down in the shoot, the trash shoot or whatever the fuck it is, and you're like, no, nah, he's fucked. Like, what what's going to happen now? It basically turns into. You're not slowed down by having like the four other guys there. So he's just like trying to escape, trying to survive. Like you get, you get to see a lot of different shit, like the behind the scenes. And then he finally does get caught and bam, the movie changes to like, okay, here's the backstory. Here's what my goal. Here's why do I do this? You know, what, why does yeah, Frankenstein basically gives him a tour yeah, of everything, which is what you want. It's like the, it's like Willy Wonka. It's almost like a Willy Wonka type deal. And I don't know, man, like I, I, the, the, this movie decided to do something different. It still amazes me that you're saying like it was ridiculously low budget because like this is one of the crazier things that I've ever seen. Like, yeah, it like, doesn't even have that feel. Like it feels like they had just the right amount of money for it. I agree. Like I wish I could make a movie this good. Like I'd be super stoked. You're really you know? smart with your money. Okay. Well, but, I mean, and I think, and we're also kudos. Kudos. Want to yeah. give a shout out to like probably the best creature is the what they call a the mosquito. With I don't the, remember that one. It's like a gas mask with a drill bit, and he's on stilts. He like he's one. They saw him at the beginning, and then like he when they got attacked, and he kind of like floated down from the ceiling, and they like drilled through that sniper dude's mouth. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, okay, yeah, that was. He like, had like he had like the helmet, and then he had like a gas mask. It was like a fucking. It was a long ass drill. That dude was amazing. That was probably the best costume in the whole. Definitely like one of the heroes. I, I really the one one that got me was the propeller head, like wh- where there was like a, a big old dude with a propeller for a head, massive like airplane propeller. And then he kills one person and it falls apart. Yeah. Well, they, well, they, like, what do you expect? <laughs> well, they, what do you expect? He's like, how how much does that propeller weigh? Seven hundred, eight hundred pounds? What, what's going on? Well, yeah, they, but the propeller just breaks. Well, they blew like, it up. They blew it up. And like, <laughs> as it blew up, the propeller like flung into the like Shit. the Nazi's head. Yeah, and it was hilarious because we were led to believe like there's that shoot that was down there, and like he was in there, and then like they had to like cut 
to where that, you know, what we didn't see is off camera, that dude crawled out with the propeller going out of this chute and then was like there, which is completely ridiculous. I think that could have happened. Yeah. But. It's just the whole premise of like Hitler hiring this guy to make these you know, last ditch effort, super soldiers, and they're fucking comical. Yeah. And like, they're way worse than regular soldiers. Oh my God. Yes. Like, like so easily defeated, like more than anything, they'd be a nuisance. Oh man. Like, and to your, to your point, Elliot, like, you know, about like propeller head, like, you know, not being able to physically do that or whatever. This movie's so quick that like, it's almost like, all right, don't look over there. Look over here. Like, come on, we're going. Like, it, you don't even really think about that unless you watch the movie multiple times. It's almost like a haunted house, like an actual, I mean, that, like, real life haunted house. Like, if they did this, I would pay to, to go to this haunted house. Yeah, that would have been a smart promotion. But yeah, it's, it's, it's like a haunted house. Like, I mean, you know, they're kind of held back within the single camera point of view, but then it also helps them a lot of stuff because you can just like turn the camera and then something's happening behind us and we don't see them. We turn back. We have like a cut or something, you know, mixed in there. And then there you go. So, you know, li limits your, your whole depth of field for the audience, which is, you know, very convenient for these janky fucking monsters. But I mean, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's a, it's a fun, fun movie. It is. Yeah. So if um, this movie like has scenes that are just like so haunting that I'm probably going to always remember like the scene where they walk into the room and it's just a series of hanging bodies. Like just a sea of hanging bodies. Yeah, it's like a, it looks like a, a a dry cleaners. Yeah, like that scene. I was like, oh fuck. But anyway, I, I we could talk we could talk a lot about this one. But essentially, I I give it a to do. Oh, absolutely, definitely a fun watch. If you're bored and don't have anything, and you're you know open minded about you know watching some cool creatures. Definitely fucking watch this movie. Yeah, this is like a perfect afternoon movie, like where, you know, you, you, you kind of got like an hour and a half to kill and you're like, you know, I don't, I, I, I just want to watch something nuts, you know? And you're in a fun mood. Yeah, when you're in a fun mood, you're in an adventurous mood. Man, this movie makes me think that like, you don't need any budget. <laughs> it's, it's visually rich. Budget is not an excuse any yeah, longer. It's visually rich. Yeah. But, and it's you know, all muted and dark. And, like, yeah. All right. Well, yeah. So I assume you give it to do since you recommended it. Yeah. So we're all. T He's like, no, I fucking hated this movie. I fucking hate oh, but y'all just haven't seen it. So I just, you know. Yeah, no, it, it is definitely not the best, but it was it ended up being a fun surprise because I, I can't remember uh, whatever distributor put it out. I obviously had some other like horror DVD and that was like one of the trailers. And I was like, that could be fucking sick. I love the, the story of Frankenstein and fucking Nazi zombie creations are always pretty cool. I mean, the fact that this movie, it can only exist kind of as, you know, throwing the Nazis in there. Because if you did it any other way, it'd be like, this is bullshit. But you throw the Nazis in there, it's like, okay, that's, that's possible. Yeah, because the fucking Nazis were so fucking wacky that it's believable. Yeah. I mean, that's why you got like, you know, Hellboy and fucking Dead Snow. And, and it's the same guy from Hellboy. What? Victor Frankenstein was in Hellboy. Was he? In the second one? Oh, I didn't watch the second one. I don't know. Oh. I can find out real quick. Oh, you're gonna use Google? Your your best friend Google? Your your lover Google? Whatever. You're you're the you're the Google Google boy. <laughs> don't you call me Google boy, Google man. You're the Google boy. You're, see, Vic. you're the you googly. All right. You're the you googly. Man, Victor Frankenstein. Come at me like that. I'm not seeing him on Hellboy. What about Hellboy two? Oh, he was Rasputin. Really? That's who he was. Yep. Yep. Well, there's that. But all right, I guess I guess it's uh, to do. I, I would I would highly recommend watching this thing. But yeah, I mean, aside from that, 
What else we want to talk about? Anything else? No, I'm just happy that I would have probably never seen this movie. I never. It wasn't for Elliot recommending yeah, it. Yeah, I, I figured and, Eric would have yeah. seen it out of anybody. Yeah, man. Like, uh, Eric sees everything. I, I would like, if y'all have more movies like this that look like you're just going to hate them. Like, cause even, and I, I think all of us like, we're like, yeah, we're, you know, like we could tell from this movie that it's probably not going to be good. And then it was very surprising. Let us know. We'll review them and we'll watch them and we'll probably like them. So. Yeah, hit us up with your pleasant surprises because I bought this DVD. I never saw it. I just like, fuck it. Let's do it. Order that shit. I think on Amazon back in 2013. Yeah. I bet there's so many movies like this. Like somebody, you know, some horror fans like, dude, this is a pretty good movie. This is a pretty good movie. I like it. Nobody likes it. I like it. You don't like it. I like it. Uh, you don't like it. I like it. I don't fucking. Yeah. yeah. Up the whatever. But Hunter, you should maybe check out Shockwaves. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna write that down. Shockwaves. It's, it's kind of slow burn with no real payoff. <laughs> payoff, but <laughs> I mean, if you want to see some like creepy '70s zombies, Nazi zombies, Nazi zombies. All right, well, cool. Was, oh, and Shockwaves, the zombies are just like they're just cranky zombies. They're just upset. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, so literally. I gotta get up <laughs> for this. Oh, motherfucking son of a bitch, man! Get my goggles. Anything else? That's it. We're done. We're done. Wrap Thanks. it up. All right, y'all. So next week we're gonna be reviewing the cleansing hour. The clinching hour. <laughs> I don't get it. I'll send you a link, Eric. <laughs> All right. Okay, so uh, along with another installment of Dad's Horror Stash, uh, which will feature Evil Dead. Join us next week, and thank you for listening. Yeah, join us. Get it? Uh, Bye. Join us. All right. As always, if you have any recommendations uh, for us to watch as a group, you know, let us know. Same thing if you have any stories for Catfish's Creepy Tales or Dad's Horror Stash. If you got anything for those. Let us know at cult of horror podcast at gmail.com. And uh, you can like us on Facebook, cult of horror. You can like us on YouTube, cult of horror. You can like us on TikTok, cult of horror. What the fuck do we have on TikTok? Uh, we what have, we have videos. We, we, have, we got how, plenty of how videos. recent, how recent are these videos? Nah, 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 you know. We're not relevant on TikTok. We're not relevant on TikTok. We could be, but. We're not. So like us on TikTok, Cult of Horror, and last but not least, because we're most active on this, Instagram at Cult of Horror Podcast. All right, capiche? Okay. So uh, that's about it. Thank you all for listening. Join the cult. Drink the Kool-Aid. Have a great day. Adios. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Drink the Kool-Aid, bitches. Just go, because I'm going to stand up and we're going to fucking let this rip.
What are you going to let rip? You're just going to piss in a cup? No. Why don't you go piss while I give the exposition? All right, so we have is... Ah! Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> you didn't make it. <laughs> you didn't make it. <laughs> Probably pissed on the dog. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, what we have here is... is <laughs> 